You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to episode 137 of the OFNC podcast, Threat to Our Democracy. Oh no, Amazon is funding election deniers, but they must be treated as threat to our democracy. This was actually a headline. Expect more hack stories like this during the run-up to the midterm elections. Replace election deniers with Republicans and you'll get the drift here. The story first reported by the China Uncensored YouTube channel about a month ago, the Communist Party of China has established police stations in countries around the world. The mainstream media is just now catching up to this. The purpose of these overseas police bureaus is to keep an eye on and coax dissidents to return to face uncertain punishments in the home country. Now, this just has to be a threat to democracy for real. In another blame it on Trump moment, Democrats are blaming the former president for the assault on House Speaker Pelosi's husband and want him to make a public statement denouncing violence. Well, if I was Trump, I'd reply, you first. There is more acts of violence from the left, Antiva and Jane's Revenge, to name just two off the top of my head, than there are from the other side. We still don't know the motive of this attack. Anyhow, Trump is still a threat to our democracy. It's all fake news. It's phony stuff. It didn't happen. Before I get started, I'm going to tell you something you probably already figured out. My voice is kind of shot this week because I'm at the tail end of a good old-fashioned cold. None of that COVID for me. Also, uh, you might hear some uh, children in the background and a a very exasperated female yelling at them. That's because I still have custody of two of my grandchildren. So, please bear with me. Tech news. Good news for people who use Google's watchOS smartwatches and also use the Peloton digital app. You can now sync your watch up to the app, well, the heart rate at least. I do already do this with my Apple Watch, and I didn't realize Android users didn't already have this option. 
If you use a Peloton bike, you still can't sync the data to your watch. To me, this is a threat to our indoor cycling democracy. Peloton gave the Apple Watch this ability earlier in the year. Perhaps Peloton has figured out that it would be a good idea to let Android's watch OS in on all the fun. They'll probably get more subscribers to the company's excellent digital app that way. Apple was one of the very few tech companies reporting an increase in revenue this quarter. And that was thanks largely to great Mac computer sales. Sales of iPads and of the company's cash cow, the iPhone, were down. What? With this economy, people will put off the purchase of something like a iPhone until things get better. If your current phone is working well, why upgrade it if you don't have the disposable income? The only tech I'm considering for the remainder of 2022 is maybe, and I mean maybe, a new, cheaper Apple TV that they just released. Speaking of which, Apple announced that the price for its Apple TV Plus service is increasing by $2 per month, and the company's Apple Music service is increasing by $1 per month for individual plans and $2 per month for family plans. Way to kick a customer while they're down, Apple. Hey, Tim, Apple, don't let your company become a threat to our democracy. (laughs) Elon Musk has finally taken over Twitter. This will seem to some as a threat to our democracy. He'll be delisting the company from the stock market and bring Twitter private while he makes his changes. He's already fired all the top management that was involved in the banning of former President Trump from the platform. That was Trump. This includes CEO Parag Agarwal and the odious Vijaya Gade, neither of whom were born here, yet they got to determine what news or opinions the U.S. public were allowed to see. I say good riddance. As I've bloviated many times before, when Twitter first started, it was a great platform for breaking news and public discourse. Well, first came the trolls, shortly followed by pundits from all sides, and then finally the blue check-marked wokesters, who made the platform hostile to all those who didn't tow the current far-left agenda-infused line. Mr. Musk has his work cut out for him. He plans on verifying all users, which should get rid of the bots and trolls, uh, at least most of them. Time will tell how it all pans out. Tech I'm using. iPad Pro 11-inch in the house. It was delivered on Wednesday, as promised, but I didn't get around to setting it up until Thursday morning. Supposedly, you can put your old iPad next to the new model and setup will magically begin automatically. Well, this didn't work for me. So then I attempted to set up the Pro using my latest backup, which was the current day at 0100. That also didn't work. I kept getting in unable to load a backup error. The only other backup available was from July, which for some reason worked. Not the smoothest upgrade experience I've had with Apple, but easy enough. The first thing I noticed upon boot up was the display. The screen is much brighter with color seemingly more and better saturated than the old iPad Air. As far as the vaunted 120Hz screen refresh rate, I really haven't noticed a difference. Maybe once all the apps finish updating and everything settles in, I'll notice something. So far for me, it's not a huge upgrade. 
The screen is the biggest deal in my case, and I appreciate any help these old fart eyes can get. <clears throat> of course, the sound is much better than the iPad Air. It has two extra speakers, so it should be better. And it's maybe even better than my first-generation 12-inch iPad Pro, which still works flawlessly, I might add. It's nice having Face ID, but the combo power-slash-touch ID button on the Air worked great, too. As I get more time to use it, I'll update you on my experiences. Yeah, I, I can't justify a threat to democracy line on, on this one. <laughs> if you're a steady listener to this show, besides being a fellow threat to our democracy, you've heard me complain about how bad the Aura third generation smart rings battery life has been. The second generation Aura ring, this replaced, would get up to four days without needing a charge. With all the added sensors and features of the newest ring, I found myself charging it multiple times per day. One evening, though I charged the ring right before going to bed, it ran out of, out of juice and didn't record any data. In response to this, I started a new routine of charging. Upon waking up and getting my stats, I'd place the ring on its charger. I'd then go about my morning until putting the ring back on right before I went to work. As soon as I arrived home from work, I'd put the ring right back on that charger until bedtime. On days off, I would throw it on the charger after lunch in addition to the other two times. Heck, this ring had worse battery life than an Apple Watch. Wow. I've received a couple of firmware updates recently which have somewhat alleviated this problem. Well, I had originally planned on telling you that the ring no longer ran out of battery charge overnight, but the last two nights have proven that that's just not the case. I duly charged the Aura ring before going to bed Friday evening and awoke to a dead ring. At least it had recorded some of the night's metrics. Think it was a fluke because I had slept longer than usual, which probably caused this battery drain. I did the same last evening, and though I was only in bed for six hours, the darn ring was almost out of charge again upon waking up. At this time, I just can't recommend this product, and hopefully there'll be a firmware update that rectifies this problem. In the meantime, I've turned off the blood oxygen monitoring feature, and let's see if this helps. Entertainment news. Now, this really isn't entertainment news per se, but with Halloween coming up, I'll be listening to some spooky podcasts. Before the advent of podcasts, I'd listen to old Art Bell's Ghost to Ghost Halloween special on the radio, especially during the many years I worked the overnight shift. I think they've been playing reruns of his show since Mr. Bell's death in 2018. Other than those mentioned reruns, I don't think there are any nationally syndicated shows that have a ghost story format for Halloween or at all, actually. I know George Norrie helms the Coast to Coast show, to, but to be honest, I don't care for his show. Then again, I haven't listened to Coast to Coast in at least, uh, I guess, about 15 years. Before his death, Art Bell started another show called Midnight in the Desert, but that stopped in 2020. I feel the lack of radio shows like Coast to Coast is because of podcasts, and this might be considered another example of a threat to our democracy. <laughs> Podcasting news. The CEO of the podcast hosting company, Blueberry, one Todd Cochran, who also hosts a couple of podcasts himself, made a good point recently on his new media show. 
After discussing Spotify's laying off staff from newly acquired and recently unionized podcast production outfits, Mr. Cochran suggested with the current economy being so bad, we might be seeing more layoffs or outright failures of some big-time podcasting outfits. Well, this development might become a threat to our democracy. He also shared that there is a lot of whispering going on within the industry that Spotify is, and I quote, in trouble. Mr. Cochran also said that the bright side of this may be that podcasting will return to the kind of people who created podcasting in the first place, and that would be the independent podcaster. Well, one can only hope. Well, as you all know, tomorrow is Halloween and will mark the three-year anniversary of the first, may I add, horrible episode of the OFNT podcast. I was rocking a Samsung Q2U mic fed into a very, very cheap Behringer UM2 audio interface, which came complete with a high-pitched sound. I used GarageBand as my digital audio workstation and really had no idea on how to use it, no matter how many YouTube videos I watched previously. To my lovely wife's chagrin, I've upgraded my gear numerous times over these three years. I continue to sneak in and upgrade here or there when she's not really paying attention. If anyone is left from the beginning, I'd like to thank you for hanging in there. The podcast landscape has changed dramatically since I started this show, and in my opinion, not for the better. I used to have a much larger audience back then, but the celebrity-hosted big money shows uh, cut into that pretty darn good. I am looking forward to continuing this show, and my upcoming retirement should allow me the time to do so. In the meantime, I'll continue striving to become a threat to our democracy. Well, it's time for a good old rant. I titled and, of course, repeated over and over the phrase, Threat to our democracy, in this episode, because I've been seeing and hearing that phrase ad nauseum on all forms of media for the past month. According to the far left, people who have different opinions than theirs are threats to our democracy just because they exist. Now, doesn't that sound eerily familiar to a certain ideology that at this point shall remain unnamed? Now, if you would like to know some real threats to our democracy, and I mean representative republic, keep listening. How about illegal immigrants getting to vote in local elections? New York tried, and Washington, D.C. is currently attempting to implement this. New York is also offering said migrants unemployment benefits. The former great state of California wants free health care for these future, they hope, Democratic voters in the making. How about the movement to count illegal immigrants in census reports? Why are they being represented in government at all? I'll tell you what's really a threat to our republic, the politicalization of our government entities. For example, the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, lately known as the Federal Bureau of Instigation. Yeah, I made that up all by myself. The Eternal Revenue Service is another example of this. This use of government agencies against political enemies was first seen under the Obama regime and now greatly expanded under the current administration. The agencies I just mentioned and many more have been targeting political enemies of the current regime, a la the Communist Party of China. Now, speaking of the Communist Party of China, 
The marriage of big tech and government, straightened by the continuous swapping of personnel between them, especially by this regime, does resemble that oppressing form of government, doesn't it? I guess we can call it socialism with American characteristics now. In the run-up to the midterms, don't let the mainstream media or political operatives of either party sway you one way or another. Vote how you think, not the way some Ivy School-educated talking head tells you to. That music means that episode 137 is, to borrow a phrase from one of my favorite Peloton instructors, done and dusted. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. Really, I would. I'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, you can prepare yourself for Halloween by first getting off my lawn. Stay skeptical. I'm out. See you next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.